Hello world, my name is Hannah and this is my world where I am going to be humble, open, and transparent about my journey as the wife, the mom, and the boss. Welcome back. All right, you guys. So with Thanksgiving right around the corner, pretty much tomorrow, um, I have been taking this time to reflect on what I am thankful for and what I'm grateful for. And one of the revelations that I received during this time of reflection, which it's not even going to be a new thing, right? It's not going to be like, oh, wow, Hannah, that was such an epiphany. Um, But no, seriously, when you take time to reflect things that you already know, it just allows you to really think of it more. So getting back to the reflection or to the revelation and the revelation that I received as I was thinking and reflecting on what I'm thankful for for this year and just for in my life is that if we focus more on those things, if we focus more on what we have, not what we don't have or what we wish we would have, but just on what we currently have in our possession now, if we focus more on those things and focus more on all the things that have gone right, we can find ourselves in a place of contentment and we can find ourselves in a place of gratitude and being thankful and realizing just how blessed we are. And I'm careful in saying this because I do understand that there are times in our lives and again I can whenever I speak to you guys I'm speaking from my own experiences I'm speaking from you know what I've gone through through my own observations and yeah a lot of stuff that I talk about is on based off of my opinion but my opinions are based off of my experiences and things that I have seen others go through and hearing their stories right but I just feel oftentimes, you know, there there are times where we go through things in life that we choose. And this is why I'm saying I'm being careful with my words because I don't want to offend anybody. But this is my opinion. And if you disagree with it, that's cool, too. You are more than welcome to send in a listener letter or to DM me, you know, and let me know that you differ and tell me why so that I can understand. But in my opinion, I honestly feel that we choose at times not to focus on those things, that we choose to focus more on what's not going right, on what's not done, on what we don't have, and stay in this state of feelings and just woe is me or, you know, feeling like things are not going well and that you have nothing to be grateful for. Um, I've heard people say, And I'm again, I'm being very careful with my words, but I have heard it said that sometimes when a person is is dealing with something uh, or going through and another person says to them, well, you're still here, you still have life That's something to be grateful for. The response can sometimes be, well, I wish I wasn't. But is that true? Do you really wish you weren't here? I don't know. Like, I'm really asking, do you really wish that you weren't here? Because you know, there's FOMO, right? Fear of missing out. If you weren't here, you would miss out on some things. You know, you wouldn't get, if you have children, you wouldn't get to see your children get older and get married and have children of their own. If you weren't here, you wouldn't be able to find out whether or not that thing that kept going wrong would eventually work out the way that you were hoping it for. So do you really wish that you weren't here? And as a believer, you know, my, for myself, as a believer, 
I just know and I just believe and hold on to the scripture that says all things work together for your good. So I know that no matter what my situation is and, and how I'm feeling and the fact that it doesn't look good or it doesn't feel good, that is going to work itself out eventually, you know, and I just have to be patient and anchored and just remain in that. But I do get to those places where I feel um, the disappointment. I feel the rejection. I feel the shame, the embarrassment. I feel all the feels, all the things, you know, um, and I really try not to stay there. And so, like I said, as I was reflecting and just thinking about the things that I'm grateful for, thinking on what I do have, what's in my possession, you know, uh, I think I've shared it with you guys before. I've, I know I've definitely spoken on this um, through ministry, and this is ministry too, but I just don't know if I've, I've actually shared it with you all um, on the podcast. But in one of the messages that I've, I've shared in the past, it was um, on the story of Gideon and how he was um, out in the back threshing, and that's when the angel of the Lord came and appeared before him. And and basically told him he called him a mighty man of valor. And he was just like, who, <laughs> you know, are you talking to me? And, you know, they had a conversation because during this time, this is when the children of Israel were um, were enslaved. And so, you know, Gideon was like, the Lord has forsaken us, you know, because the angel said to him, the Lord God is with you. And he was like, is he, though? I'm, I'm paraphrasing y'all. But like he was like, is he because the God that of our ancestors that they told us about who's done all these miracles and stuff, we don't see him because like right now we in bondage. Like I'm over here trying to hide the wheat so that my family can eat, you know, and then basically they have this conversation and God tells him, go in the strength you have. I'm, I'm sending you. And he was just like sending me like I'm the, the least of my tribe and my tribe is the smallest you know, so it, there's this back and forth. And a lot of us do that, too. Right. We're just like Gideon where we're having this conversation with God or combating, arguing with him, telling him why we're not qualified. Like, God, no, I don't think you have it right. I don't think you're sending the right person. Like, let me tell you my resume so that you understand that the person that you're speaking to right now is not who you think I am. But again, our thoughts are not his thoughts. Our ways are not his ways. And so here it is. We're thinking that we're underqualified. We don't have what it takes. We can't do it. And God is like, but I'm sending you. I'm sending you because you're the right person. I'm God. I'm the all-knowing, all-powerful, omnipresent. Like, I created this whole thing. It would not exist if it wasn't for me. So do you not think that I know who you are? Like, I know the very number of hairs on your head I knit you together before placing you in your mother's womb I knew the assignment and the purpose and the calling on your life before I even sent you to this earth so I know exactly who I'm talking to I don't need you to tell me your resume I know all about it it's a part of the story that I wrote for your life because I'm the author and the finisher of your faith I am alpha and omega beginning and the end the first and the last I already know how this is going to play out before it even starts rolling you know, so he's having this conversation with him and we do the same thing. Let, let's look at Moses because Moses did the same thing. Like we we are our forefathers. Like, seriously, Moses did the same thing. You know, God showed up to him in a burning bush, 
you know, while he was out in the wilderness. And, ooh, let's stop right there real quick. Because they were in a, a wilderness season. They were in a winter season. They were in their season of dormancy, right? Because Moses was on the backside of the desert. Gideon was out in, in the back, you know, threshing, the, the trying to hide stuff. Like, God will find us right where we are. He will come meet us right where we are in our state of feeling like, oh, oh woe is me. I, you know, I don't know how this is going to turn out. He will find us in our state, in our feelings, in our wilderness season. He will find us. He will come to us. He went to Moses, had a conversation with him, told Moses, I want you to go and tell Pharaoh to set my people free. And Moses was like, um, are you sure you want to send me? I have a speech impediment. God is like, you are not telling me something that I don't know. Yes, I'm sending you. And Moses is going back and forth. And God was like, all right, fine. Uh, okay. I take your brother with you. Your brother will speak on your behalf, but I'm still sending you. So God will supply you <laughs> with what you need also for the journey. He'll also give you what, what you, but he said that I'm sending you because I already put it inside you. Like that's what he told Gideon. You already have go in the strength that you have. What's in your house? What do you already have? And that's why I'm talking, you know, today about, just having this heart of gratitude, this heart of thanksgiving, because it's what do you already have? Don't focus on the things that you don't have. Don't focus on what you see people post on Instagram and Facebook, you know, on Twitter, TikTok, all this on social media. Don't focus on those things of like, oh, man, I wish I had that or I wish I had that opportunity. I wish I had that car. I wish I had that. What about what you have? Because what you have is all you need. <laughs> you know, like that's uh, Pastor Michael Todd says that all the time. All you have is all you need. Like you can go in the strength that you already have because God has already fully equipped you. There's nothing more that he needs to get to you in order for you to do what it is that you're supposed to do in life. Now, he will give you more. That's where the abundance comes in. That's where the overflow happens. He will give you more so that you can continue to pour out and bless others by sharing that gratitude, by sharing that heart of thanksgiving, by sharing that, hey, I'm content because I have everything I need. You know, Paul said it said it best in, in Philippians when he was talking about how I, you know, I know what it's like to be in want. I know what it's like to have plenty. In either state, he was content because he already had all he needed. He knew that his supplies were. If we really believed that God supplies all of our needs and really believe that everything is taken care of, we really could live in a place of contentment. And the reason why we can't live in a place of contentment is because we're constantly looking at the next thing. And there's a thin line between that because I don't say that as in, in to mean you should become complacent because there's a difference between complacency and contentment. Complacency is like, oh, I've reached the plateau. There's nothing more for me to do. I'm good. I'm going to stay right here. I'm not going to challenge myself anymore. I'm not going to grow. I'm not going to try to learn something new. I'm good. I'm good. Right. That's complacency. Complacency is I don't need to try anymore because I've already reached my pinnacle. I've peaked. OK, I'm good. You haven't peaked. Because if you peak, then that means it's all downhill from there. That means there's no place else to go. That's sad and unfortunate. And that means that now you're on the side of just like wasting away. 
because you don't see that there's anything else to live for because you've done all the things. But contentment says, if I didn't get anything more, I'm good with where I am because I already have more than enough. And anything more that I get is just extra. I don't need it. It's just God putting icing on the cake, putting a a scoop of ice cream on the side and maybe a cherry on top and adding a little bit of whipped cream and chocolate syrup and sprinkles. Like, I'm good. Like, it's like, seriously, okay, I'm talking about the ice cream and the sprinkles and everything, right? Okay, let's take an apple pie, right? So you go to a diner, you order a slice of apple pie, and you're like, you know what, I'm so good. All I needed was this apple pie. But then the waitress says, can I add, can I warm it up for you? Oh, go ahead. You ain't asked for it warm. You were good having it room temperature. But that'll be nice to have it warm. That's the extra. And then the waitress says, well, you know, since I'm warming it up for you, would you like a nice scoop of ice cream on the side so it's all melty and, and gooey? And, oh, yes. Go ahead and add that ice cream on the side. And, and she, well, how about let me add some whipped cream? Let, you see what I'm saying? You see how it becomes even more enticing, how it becomes even more like, oh, my gosh, like, I just wanted the apple pie, but now that you add in all these extra things, this oh, girl, this a real dessert. Like, that is how God is with us. God is like, I can add the abundant. I, I came to give you life and life more abundantly, and I'm trying to give you this extra. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, with God trying to give you extra, when you're trying to, to get, 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 but you get in for yourself, you're not even trying to get it so that you can be a blessing, so that you can give back to the kingdom. God is like, I can't get it to you because I can't get it through you. It stops with you. If it's going to stop with you, then you're now a dam. You're you're not a flowing river. You're you're not a waterfall. Like, you're you're a dam. You're you're blocked up and you're holding back the blessings. You're holding back the water. So it's not getting anywhere else other than in your little area. And God's like, I I can't I can't keep filling you up if you're not going to break forth and allow it to spill out on other people. And, you know, so so that's the difference. That's the difference between being content. Like, I'm good. Oh, you added extra. Oh, let me. All this extra, I have no other choice but to just give to other people. And so that's what I'm saying. Like, think about what's already in your house. Think about what you already have and how you can be a blessing. I'll use an example of my daughter. I was having a conversation with Skylin the other day. And, you know, well, her father told me about a conversation that she and he had. And how she was saying that she wanted to do something for other people like you know she didn't use these words exactly but I'm, I'm paraphrasing she kind of wants to do something for charity and so she and I were having a totally different conversation on a totally different day but God brought that back to my remembrance as I was talking to her so we're sitting in the car and we're talking and Skyland loves watching YouTube and I don't know about any of you out there who have children but the children of today they have this uh strange love with watching other people play with toys on YouTube. I don't get it. I don't get it at all. Like, my son mainly watches other people play video games. Like, he plays them too, but he takes time out of his day to literally sit there and watch other people play a video game. And I'm just like, why? Why don't you just go play it yourself? His reasoning, 
is like, well, mommy, I'm learning because he's showing me how to get around. Okay, so you're learning. But I, I asked Skylin, so what do you get out of watching other little girls or even sometimes it's like teenagers that they look like? Watch them playing with Barbies when you have Barbies of your own. Are you, Like there's no secret to it. You know, I, I don't get it, but it's entertaining to her. So anyways, we're having a conversation about this. And I, I, I said to her, I was like, instead of you spending time with that, and I don't because I want to give her her break, right? want to give her her downtime where she doesn't have to focus on school and and that's something I'm gonna share with you guys too but so that she doesn't have to focus on school so I'm just like I don't want to take YouTube away from her but I'm like I also want her to be feeding herself you know so we started talking and I said to her I said Sky you you're really into art like that's that's your strong suit that's that's where your passion lies like she she really loves making these beautiful creations she and it's not just with art but she likes to create things you know um like build stuff she'll take something that has one purpose and turn it into another like she sees that she's she's the person who could take a, a another man's treasure i mean another man's trash and turn it into treasure right and so anyways i said to her i was like why don't you start looking at other artists on youtube to see the different creations that they're making you know like the different techniques that they're using how they're mixing colors together you know all this stuff so that you can learn more and be inspired to make your own creations and i said we can even go to the store buy a couple of canvases you go ahead and paint them and we'll take them to like a nursing home or something and give them as gifts to the elderly to brighten up their day and her eyes just got so wide and was like oh wow yeah I could do that and the next thing I know she was watching those YouTube videos but I, I'm sharing that story because I'm like that's something that she already has in her the desire to paint she already has it in her the desire to do something nice for somebody else let those two things collide and meet and now you're being a blessing to somebody else you know, it's, it's being thankful for what you have. It's not focusing on what you don't have or what other people are doing or are having. And so even for myself, as I think over this past year and everything that my family has been through, we have been blessed, you know, and I don't say that in a bragging way. I don't say that, you know, with any ill intent. And that's one of the things for me personally that makes it hard to talk about the blessing because I'm concerned about how other people might take it. I'm concerned about, you know, oh, she's just bragging or, oh, but I realize too much is given, much is required. And if God can trust you with the least of things, he'll give you more. And I think I've shared this before. Um, I know I've talked about this before with others, but I don't know if I've shared it with you all on the podcast. But with that, to the least, if I can trust you with the least of things, I'll give you more. It's with those blessings. And God is like, if I can't trust you to tell people about how I'm blessing your life, then the blessing is stopping with you. It's stopping with you. Again, you are being a damn. You're, I need you to tell other people how I'm blessing your life so that they can see that I'm not a respecter of persons, that if I did it for you, I'll do it for them too. But if I can't trust you to get that out there, if I can't trust you to share the blessings that I'm bestowing upon your life and your family, then it's stopping with you. 
and I can't trust you with more because with the least of these, because this is small, this ain't nothing. God is like, this may seem like a big deal to you, but this ain't no big deal to me. This is small. I, I have a whole lot more in store that I want to get to you, but I can't because I can't even trust you with this. So this is why I'm like, I don't want to spend my time focusing on what I don't have because what I don't have, I don't need right now. Hello. <laughs> well, let me say that again. Rewind. I don't have <laughs> those things because I don't need them right now. You don't have what you don't have because you don't need it right now. Everything that you need will be supplied to you. God says he'll supply all your needs. So everything that you need right now, he's going to supply it. He already has supply. He's like, I've already given you the answer for that. If you would just cut out all the distractions and listen to me, I can tell you right where it is. I can tell you how to use it. I can tell you how to make it work for this situation you don't need anything else but you're getting distracted in thinking that you need those other things in order to do what i've already assigned you to do you're already equipped with what you have hello widow woman the prophet elijah came to her and said what do you have in your house she had all this debt and all these different things that she was concerned about and it was like she didn't need to be concerned about those things why because she had what she needed. It was already in the house. He said, what do you have? I just have a little oil. Okay, that's all you need. Because God can bless your little. That's the other thing. A lot of times we feel like what we have is not enough. What we have isn't good enough. What we have isn't going to, it's not It's not going to make you do what it need to do, right? And God is like, but I can bless that. Just like how he turned the two fish and five loaves of bread to feed 5,000. Just like how he took the, the widow woman's little bit of oil and turned it into an oil business for her so that she could pay off all her debt and have plus to live off of. If we focus on what we already have, you guys, we could be content. We can have a heart of thanksgiving. We don't have to stay in a place where we don't have any joy because we're worried about the next thing. The Bible says to let tomorrow worry about itself because it comes with its own troubles. But today you've been given sufficient grace and mercy to help you get through today. Today you do have peace because God says, peace I give to you, peace I leave with you. You already have it. But when it leaves you is because we've made that decision to focus on what's not going well in our lives. And I'm not saying that you don't think about those things and, you know, ask God for the plan. But at the same time, you don't put all your worries and concerns on that because there's so much more to be thankful for. Prime example. So I've I think I've shared it with you guys that AJ is an actor. First of all, it took me a minute to just call my son that like, oh, you know, yeah, he does little commercials here and there that. No, my child is an actor, okay? God has blessed him with a gift and a talent, and he is an actor. He is a child actor. And I realize I'm not going to be intimidated or shy to share that because God has a calling on his life. God knew the calling that he had on my son's life before he even placed him in my womb, which is why 
in the beginning, and I don't know if I've ever shared this story with y'all before, but um, when I found out that I was pregnant with AJ, Skyland had just turned one. Like, Skyland's birthday is November 16th. And we had just had her, her one-year-old birthday party, and it was Thanksgiving Day. And this Thanksgiving, um, we had decided to go out to dinner. And so it was just Anthony, Skyland, my dad, and myself. It was just the four of us. I can't remember. I think my, I don't remember where my mom was. I think my mom was on a cruise or something. And Anthony's parents couldn't come up that year. So I was like, well, it's just the four of us. Why go, you know, make this big old meal or whatever? Let's just, you know, go out to eat. So we went to Cracker Barrel. This was before I went vegan, y'all. So we went to Cracker Barrel. And I'm sitting at the table and I'm like, I don't feel so well. Like something is, I don't know what's going on. Like I just, I felt sick. And on the ride back home, I said to Anthony, I said, I think we need to stop and get a pregnancy test. He was like, why? I said, because I felt this before and I I think I'm pregnant. And it, it was that, that whole nausea feeling you know and people who have gone through pregnancy and who've experienced morning sickness you'll understand what I'm saying but in feeling that I just knew and I was hoping I was wrong because like I said I'm sorry y'all my watch just went off uh um (laughs) but I I wasn't I was hoping I was wrong because like I said Skylin had just turned a year and I'm like I am not ready for a second child I I just made it through a year with this one like I can't and so took the test, sure enough, pregnant. And and we had the what is it, clear blue, where it like tells you pregnant, not pregnant. So it was it was clear. <laughs> and I broke down in tears. And I say that be I mean, I'm careful when I say that because I don't want anybody to think that I did not want my son. I wanted my son. We wanted a second child. I just did not expect to be having a second child that soon after the first like Skyland and AJ are only 20 months apart okay and I was just like oh my gosh I already have a baby like God how am I going to do this so I was in a place of wilderness I was in my wilderness season because all Hannah could focus on was how was I I I I I gonna do this not even the fact that I have a husband who who would be there that you know I do have a support system but no because mothers you all know even though you have the support system around you you still do a lot for your child so it can feel overwhelming you know what I'm saying Uh, yes for me personally because I can't speak for any other mother out there for me personally um, did I not utilize my village and my support system as much as I could have or should have during my children's younger years? I didn't. So yeah, I felt the brunt of it all. I went through it all. And, you know, especially with when I was when it was just Skyland, all it was I was a new mother. New mothers like I got this. I don't need no are your hands washed? So knowing everything that I went through with her, I was just like, oh, two of them now. Now we got to buy multiple diapers. Now we got to find child care for two children. I was thinking about all the concerns, all the worries. Okay, And it wasn't until um, I probably I I think I went through this throughout my whole trimester, first trimester. All right. And y'all probably say, Hannah, that's too long. Girl, listen, I'm I, I was feeling all the feels. And I think it was towards the end of my first trimester because I think I was like in month going into month three. I was standing in the vestibule at church at our old church on 44th Corbone. And um, my pastor, Pastor D, came up to me and she touched my stomach and she said, I'm paraphrasing, but I truly believe that this is the way she said it to me. (laughs) 
<laughs> and Pastor D is just like, I don't think I said it like that. But no, no, no. I, I really think that this is the way she said it to me. And it was nothing but the Holy Spirit. But she came up to me and she touched my stomach and she was like, girl, you need to get over yourself because you don't know what God got in store for this child. And I think about that every time, like even before AJ started booking these different roles and everything, just the char- the charisma that he had with little things that he would do, I would always think of her words. So now when I see my child and actually got to watch him on Fox Monday night at 9 p.m. to see his face on TV like, oh, <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. I'm just getting excited all over again to see him. I think of those words. You don't know what God has in store for him. You don't know what God has in store for you when he placed you inside your mother's womb. He gave you everything that you need. And I think about that because AJ's been booking stuff, right? And AJ currently has booked a role that has caused him to go out to Chicago. And so, um, you know, one of the things for Anthony and I, we've had to invest, right? We're investing in our son. We're investing in his career. And so, you know, in speaking with agents and everything like that, they're like, oh, you may want to book as a local so that you're not overlooked for certain parts. And so we were doing that because AJ has an Atlanta agent. So a lot of the stuff that she's getting, it was for Atlanta. So we're like, okay, we got family in Atlanta. We'll book as a local. And so in doing so, AJ has gotten two prior to, to this one. He got two recurring roles. Fortunately, the blessing with those roles is that even though we booked as a as a local, they pay for room and board. One of them, they also pay for uh, travel expenses as well. So we got an opportunity or got an audition for him to do this production out in Chicago. And we booked as a local again. This time they were like, no, we were for real, for real looking for a Chicago resident um so we're not paying for room and board or for travel and it was like oh snap we gotta pay for all of it and immediately it's like dang we messed up it's a lesson because listen you never lose you're either winning or you're learning so we realized this is a lesson and it was a lesson it was a lesson in faith for us because even aj's manager said to anthony she was like let this be the last time you audition as a local anywhere because he's talented and if they want him they will pay to ship him out there don't do it and I truly believe that it was God speaking through her to us about it because God is like okay yes at first y'all were you know investing and everything like but now you've become reliant upon yourselves You've become reliant upon yourself saying like, oh, as long as we go ahead and book as a local, we can get this job. No, I need y'all to stay reliant on me, knowing that if you say that you are from Orlando, that I am going to open that door. I'm the one who opens the doors for AJ because I know the assignment that I have on his life. I know the productions I need his presence to be at so that my presence can shine through him so that he can do the, I know what I have in store for him. So I need y'all to rely on me. So it was a lesson and it could have been, it was a hard lesson because now there's expenses that's coming out of our pockets that didn't have to come out of our pockets. But at the same time, because this production is taking place over the Thanksgiving holidays. Um, we were like, oh, well, you're not going to be here for Thanksgiving. So now 
Skyland and I are getting ready to fly out to be with them in Chicago for Thanksgiving. And at first it's like, dang, that's that's a lot. Got to pay for four plane tickets. Got to find a, you know, an extended stay place, whether it's Airbnb or hotel. Like it's a lot, y'all. I'm not even going to lie, but I'm going to focus on what I have and not what I don't have. And what I have is, is I got a family trip. (laughs) My family and I are about to spend Thanksgiving in Chicago. I think I shared with you guys how I was saying that I wanted to, you know, I had asked God a long time ago that, you know, I wanted to be able to travel with my family. Hello, Hannah. This wasn't the way that you expected it to happen, but you and your family are going on a family trip. Y'all are about to spend Thanksgiving for the first time ever outside of the state. Well, no, I won't say that because we have spent Thanksgiving outside. Before we had the kids, we spent Thanksgiving um, with my aunt and my cousins and my uncle in, in Georgia. But no, like in a, it's been a minute. You know, we've been doing the traditional family thing here at the house, having people over this year. It's a little unorthodox for us because we ordering food. We're ordering takeout. This is going to be the second year since Auntie and I have been married that we've ordered takeout for Thanksgiving and I haven't cooked. But regardless of all of that stuff, I got a family trip. I'm going to be with my family for Thanksgiving. My son booked a, a recurring role on uh, on this, you know, this production, which is a blessing. Like I'm counting my blessings, y'all. I'm counting my blessings. I'm not going to focus on the fact that this may be a break even situation because the same amount of money that's going out is the same amount of money that's coming in. I'm not even going to focus on that because you know what I am going to focus on? I'm going to focus on making memories with my family. I'm focusing on the fact that it is predicted to snow in Chicago this week. And so my children who've been asking to see snow for the longest may actually get their their dream, their their wish to just go play in the snow. I'm hoping it's not just little flurries. I'm also hoping that it ain't no storm either. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, I'm taking this opportunity to be grateful for what I have and not focus on what I don't have, not focus on what's not going right, not focus on, you know, how things could have turned out if we would have made this decision or that. No, I'm not going to worry about all of that. I'm going to focus on what I have. And that is this trip with my family to spend with them together in Chicago for Thanksgiving. So I hope y'all got something out of the podcast today. It's always my prayer that you do. And I wish you a wonderful, peaceful, joyful Thanksgiving day. I hope that it is just filled with all the love, all the joy, and all the gratitude for every little blessing that God has given you up until this point because there's more in store for your future. If you guys want to connect with me, you know how to do it. Go ahead and hit your girl up on Instagram at Hannah's World 00, Facebook at Hannah's World. And you can always send in listener letters. I still got the email address available to you at Hannah's World 00 at gmail.com. Until next time.